Hello and welcome. I'm Regina, your host and mindset coach. This is the Moms Who Achieve podcast, where we discuss motherhood, mindset, money, and everything in between to equip first-generation changemakers with the tools they need to create the lives they want and deserve by managing their minds and taking massive action. I am super ecstatic that you're here, and I'm hopeful that with an open mind, you'll leave with exactly what you came for. Let's go. Hey, girl. Yay. <laughs> I was on my uh, Mac. That's what I thought. I was like, um, thank you for joining Super Last Minute, y'all. We were supposed to be on Zoom at 630. I messaged Jay at like 628. <laughs> hey, you want to do this on Facebook? <laughs> yep, and I was down. Let's do it. Um, Yeah, she was down. And I think that's why I asked, because I, you're just always so open, ready to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable, but I know you're like, girl, whatever, whatever. Come on. Yeah. Can't want to get high, but she acting scared. You going to get on there? Hey, Hey, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about she gonna be in a fluid tour. Girl, get on this Mom, camera. Yes, you gotta practice. Practice. Come on, girl. Yes. So thanks y'all for tuning in. I do have a lag on my um I always do on my live. So if y'all have questions, I'll try to actually have my computer up. So this is the podcast. We typically do it through Zoom. We're gonna do it here because this gives I think it's more fun. It gives people a chance to participate in the conversation live, although nobody knew about this until now. So if y'all join in um, and you can't stay, most definitely drop your questions. Jay is an open book, and that's why I appreciate her so much. I want to share with y'all how I met Jay. We were at the Inner Beating event by Sierra. Shout out to Sierra. Cece is her name on there. Yes, she had a beautiful event, and I remember seeing Jay there. She had her beautiful products, and I think you may have been the first doula that I actually met in person maybe that i actually had conversation with and you did you explained so well what you do for the community and what your products did and so i bought some products and i'm like wait i have a daughter like do you teach little girls like do you help them see what this is like and like without hesitation you were like yeah let's do it so we met up um my daughter cameron is 13 i think she was probably 11 maybe 12 on 12 when it's been that long and so we met up and was that was she your first uh yeah she's my first uh preteen yes Yes. so i couldn't tell you came to the (laughs) table we was talking it's like hey this is how it's gonna be and we made it work i just want to say my experience as a mom like i'm really grateful for you taking out that time because although it was a container and it was agreement like you went above and beyond like what me and robert even thought it would be y'all like she was coming to the house having like few hour conversations with cameron around like motherhood and the maternity care stuff i didn't even know and like mentioning books and stuff she should do and then what cameron i think is gonna say was her favorite part was being able to really like go with you and experience all this which which you chose one mom for her to be with the whole time and she got to experience that and she spoke very highly of that and sadly the day this mom <laughs> went into labor it was yeah. like oh she's going to labor karen was so excited we got her over there and then y'all know how the first kids be this baby took forever y'all was tired y'all was was over there what over 24 hours wasn't y'all yeah it was almost three days oh my gosh so see i was over there forever and then the moment i was like, okay let's let's give her some time go home take a shower eat whatever i think i worked the night before went to sleep and i woke up he was like hey she's about to be in labor it wasn't even a half hour we called you like we're on our way he was like i'm so sorry baby's already here mm-hmm. <laughs> i was so sad for cam because that's mm-hmm. what she wanted yeah. um but I think I remember telling her, like, babies come when they want to. So, and I knew that was a risk I was taking leaving, but I was exhausted. Cam was exhausted. I could see it on her. She was so tired. She she did her best to hang in there and was up with me and the mom. And I kept being like, Cam, you can go to sleep. And she, she didn't want to miss anything. So I knew she was tired. So I'm like, I'm going to let your mom know, like, to come get you so you can get some sleep. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I was so afraid, but I couldn't, I didn't want to make her just you know not get rest because that's important too as a doula so i wanted her to understand that as well um but the mom was really thrilled to have cam there and she loved that she was so hands-on um cam was giving mom massages all kind of stuff so it was a great experience oh my god amazing and although she missed the birth i mean if that's something she decides she wants to do there's gonna be plenty of those right she got to really see like what is it being a doula so let's hop on in tell everybody who you are and a little bit about what you do of course your motherhood journey your your baby girl tell us about her and whatever else you want to share yeah so i'm jay um jasmine most many people know me jasmine but i have to go by jay 
Um, so I'm a full spectrum doula. Um, I've been doing it officially. I've been certified and trained since 2019, but I have been in the doula role since I was young. I was there for family members' births. My best friend had twins in high school. I was there, all the things. So it's been, it's just been a part of my life for a long time. Um, I do also make some products, herbs. I have a little small apothecary in my kitchen. Um, I also teach, and that's the biggest thing. I, I have a training class. Um, I mentor, and I just love to be that person teaching and sharing. Hey, Brittany. Um, all the things so, so even the products i make i teach how to do those too so i'm not in this just to make stuff and be that one person that everybody has to come to for the things because i would rather much teach people how to do it and they can do what they want with that information type of thing that's how i am um i yes i am a mom my daughter is five we mm -hmm. just started kindergarten and so the first week i was like an emotional wreck <laughs> I was I was driving every day, dropping her off, and I would leave, and I'd be like, "Oh my baby, I just want to go get her." Um, but she's really a smart, mature little five year old, and she loves the independence and all the things. So, um, Brittany, yes, thank you. She said, "Don't forget, I make earrings too." I just started. That's a new hobby that I picked up, and I've been making some beaded earrings. So um, that's something else, um, more of a hobby though. But yes. Um, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I didn't know you made earrings. I'm going to have to check those mm -hmm. out. When did you start yeah, that? Um, probably within like the last two months oh, or so. Wow. Um, honestly, my so I had went home um, to Philly. I'm originally from Philly, and I took a trip back home um, probably back in April, the end of April. And my grandmother um, was giving me like a, a bunch of her jewelry because she makes jewelry, mm. beaded jewelry as well. And she was like, I can show you how to do this. And I'm like, you know, I'm, yes, show me. Uh, when I tell you it's the simplest thing, I'm like, my grandmother just don't know. She just blessed me because baby, I came back home to India and bought all the products. And I was like, grandma, I'm in here making earrings. Like I'm just pumping them out. Yeah. So I was so happy that she showed me that. And Carly has helped me as well. She's picked out bees and she's put them on there for me. And we've been, that's something we do together as well. So um, it's just been a couple of months that I've been kind of playing around with that. Yeah. And let me tell y'all, like people who do this beading work, it is not for the week. Okay. <laughs> we were, I was at a retreat and that was part of our table, like a craft table, if you will. Um, Amanda brought them in. I'm like, oh, I'm making me a waist bees. I love waist bees. I'll make my own. Girl, if I beat it that goddamn thing four times, I beat it at 20 and it shit just falling everywhere, finger doing off, trembling. Yeah. I was like, bro. <laughs> yep. So listen, needless to say, I'm paying for my waist beads, okay? I did I did yeah. little little cute little bracelets for my daughters and called it a day. It just wasn't tedious. <laughs> yeah, tedious. so I'll be excited to see that and i'm hearing like you're really setting up carly too like a, another business adventure you know if she would like to and teaching her those skills so i love that mm -hmm. so tell us about um when we talk about doula one thing i doula work one thing i realized um when i met you and just getting to know more about women who and men i've met a couple of men as well um who provide this work is that it can be explained in a million different ways um it, mm. it looks different depending it's literally changes per the person i don't i've not met anyone that you know any two people that did it the same so tell us about you and one what inspired you to want to go into this and what does it mean for you and how do you provide that for your moms so being a doula, first of all, I didn't know it had a title until well after I had my daughter. Um, and when I started hearing, you know, doula and what they do, I was like, wait a minute, I know what this is. You know, I've done this. I've provided this type of care for people before. Mm -hmm. um, and it started, like I said earlier, with the women in my family and, and around me as I was growing up. Um, and so that's where my passion comes from and my experience and the way that I doula is from because I've always been doing it. You know, when my when my younger brother was born, I was 12 years old and my mom had really bad postpartum depression. And so I just kind of felt like I'll just step into this role, help her, you know, and that looked like caring for him. That looked like doing stuff around the house. That looked like cooking meals, you know, whatever. Um, when my best friend was pregnant and she had, um, her twins that looked like me 
leaving school against my mother's wishes mm -hmm. to go to the mm -hmm. hospital and be there for her um, and just be there to hold her hand, tell her she's going to be okay. Um, you know, she, she had her child's father with her, but I was just like an additional person to just let her know, hey, you got this. It's going to be okay. Because, it, you know, it's scary, especially being a teen mom. It's definitely scary. So um, the way that I show up for my moms is to just be what they need. I listen to them. I give them space for them to tell me what it is they need. And sometimes they may not know, but I'm, I always ask them, do you want to brainstorm this together? And I try to give them just different examples. And they're like, no, I don't think I'll need that. Or yeah, I didn't think about that. I would need that. So mm -hmm. some examples would be, I had a client um, and she was married. They had one older child, like middle school age, and then they had this newborn. Well, when I got to do postpartum care for her, one of the biggest things that she needed or, th or they was rest. Mm -hmm. She mentioned to me that she and her husband didn't have that time since, you know, pregnancy had started and it was just a trying time. I'm trying to be comfortable sleeping in the bed together and while she was pregnant and all these things. So I'm like, I'm hearing that y'all need this time together to just rest. So I said, well, I have, I can give you four hours every time I come over here and I would go twice a week and I would sit there for four hours and I would care for the baby while they slept. She would get, she would leave me some milk if baby, you know, but most times she would have fed baby before I got there and baby would also sleep because you know, that's what newborns do. Mm -hmm. So while they're all sleeping, I would wash the dishes if there were some and, you know, just try to help tidy up little different things. But majority of it was just being there so they could rest. And when they, when they woke up, they were rejuvenated. It was like, okay, we can, you know, we can tackle the long nights of her crying or, you know, whatever, because they got the rest they needed. Uh -huh. Now, some other clients, I would go and I would clean. I would wash dishes. I would fold laundry. I would take out the trash and she would relax with her baby while I did those things. Mm -hmm. So everybody needs something different. It doesn't look the same for everybody. And I don't tailor my services to be standard like packages. I just kind of go in it. The only thing that's standard is that I'm going to provide care for at least six weeks. We can increase that, but it's going to be at least six weeks, twice a week. And it will look different every time I come. And it will look different for every client that I serve. Ooh, I love that. A few things that you mentioned that I wanted to bring up was how often I speak to women and their passion has in some way or another kind of exuded from their experience at a younger age. Um, I don't know if that's like the talents were already there and they just came out themselves or if part of our experience creates that as well. Like if your mom hadn't have been struggling with that and she was like getting it all together and doing all the things and you weren't being exposed to having to or feeling as though you had to show up in that way. Would that be a passion? Would that be something you learn? So I always try to tie like our connections between like what we experience at a young age and especially like that tween and teenhood to like, wow, this is what you do today. Um, only because what comes to mind too about that is I'm sure that wasn't a very happy time. Like, mm -hmm. You know, your mom was going through a lot. You had to watch that experience that in many ways that maybe you don't even remember. Um, right. So I wouldn't say it was a happy time, but like what good came from it is like you're like literally changing the collective. Right. And just raising awareness and providing this care for moms, because I'm like, hell, I would there's there. I couldn't even put a price on someone coming to my house after I have a baby twice a week to just let me rest. Right. And I'm wondering, do you have any pushback? Do you have any moms that. Because when you said that, I'm like, oh, that would be great. But then something comes up in me around like the uncomfortability of allowing someone else to help me in that way. Mm -hmm. Do you have that happen? Yeah, that happens. But I, I'm intentional about talking about that in the beginning. And something else, um, I make it a point to build a connection and relationship. So I really prefer for my clients to find me early in pregnancy. So mm -hmm. that particular client, we had a prior um, relationship. I knew her from college. And also she, she let me know soon as she was pregnant. Um, and we started like almost right away. So we had plenty of time to build this connection where we were comfortable and she was comfortable. And so I try to do that with all of my clients. Um, and then just even the ones that I meet 
with such a short amount of time. I did. I met one client and she had her baby 30 days after we met wow. because that's how far along she was. But I still spent as much time as I could with her to the point where we were comfortable. And I talk about that in, our, in my prenatal business. I'm like, having a baby is one of the most vulnerable places you will find yourself in. You know, when you think that you're going to be modest and all the things, it will start out that way. Mm -hmm. But then you might get to a point where you're like, listen, you're going to see me naked. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> you know, uh, when I come to the house after the baby's born, you know, we, we t you know, we talk about, hey, how's your bleeding looking? And do you need help getting up and going to the bathroom? It's okay, you know, because we've built that connection. They know that I'm not there to judge them. Mm -hmm. I've been helping them through their whole pregnancy. So at first they feel like this might be a little weird. You're coming in, you're cleaning my bathroom. And honestly, the way that I come in, I don't even let them think about it. I just do it. So it's mm -hmm. never a position for them to be like, if I say, hey, do you want me to clean your bathroom today? Every time they're going to say no. Because it's like, no, girl, I'll do that myself. But I don't even, you know, I already explained to them, these are the type of things that I might do. If I see it, I'm, I'm, my mindset is I'm just being helpful. So if it's helpful for me to just make sure your bathroom is tidied up, that's one less thing that y'all have to do. Yeah. So I did have a client who did not expect me to, nor even knew that I cleaned her bathroom. Yeah. And of course, we're embarrassed about that kind of thing because we're bleeding. We go to our bathroom and it's just like, you know, it's it's a little messy, right? Mm -hmm. But I went in there. I had my gloves on. I just tidied up, cleaned up, took the trash out, wiped stuff down. So then when she got up to go use the bathroom, she was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you cleaned up this. I was like, listen, I just wanted to be helpful and it's okay. So for like a minute, she was a little embarrassed. But then she just was like, well, I really do appreciate that because I said, because you don't have to do it. Now you can go lay back down and you don't have to worry about it. It's done. Yeah. So I always try to reassure them, like, you know, those feelings are normal. It yeah. is hard to let somebody come in and help you. But when it's all said and done, we all can be appreciative of that because you like, I don't have to do that. Yes. And then I'm, so I'm hearing, okay, holistic care, right? All the things mm -hmm. when you, because I know you meet with moms sometimes even before they're pregnant, like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm planning on it. And you meet with them to kind of plan, like, what do you want it to look like? And how does that yes. um, go? And I would love for you to share more about that. And I'm also hearing though, even on the other side or something we may not even think about is the work you're doing and helping us to understand what a village really is and allowing that in because many of us, especially in the black community, are so used to doing things ourselves that that feels weird. It feels like, oh, am I doing too much? Like this thought of, you know, being the burden or is that too much or should I do this and that? So even like helping moms to understand like, oh, this is, this is, this is helpful and it's actually empowering me to be a better mom. And I can see that maybe helping them show up better to family and friends that like to come over just to see the baby, mm -hmm. but could be for other things. You want to yeah. share more about that? Yeah. So I, I definitely offer a service called um, pre-pregnancy advising. And this is just a conversation with um, a couple or even a you know, individual that is thinking about having a baby. And I just try to facilitate a conversation where they're thinking about the things that they may need. So for instance, okay, when you get pregnant, how would you like to be cared for by your spouse or by your village? Mm -hmm. You know, do you want someone to come over and cook meals for you? Do you want someone to be there to rub your feet? Like, do you plan to work your entire pregnancy? Um, do you plan to take a leave at any point? Do you have support for, for those times? And then I'm like, let's talk about postpartum care. You know, after you have your baby, um, what is the plan? Is there going to be someone there to help you? What do you want your spouse to do? Do you want your spouse to take, put the baby to sleep every night? Or do you just want to do that? Like asking just these different questions to get the, these, you know, moms and dads thinking before they even get to the journey of pregnancy and all that, because sometimes, you know, we, it happens, we, we're in the midst of it and you just didn't think about all these things. And you're like, man, I need help. I didn't know I would need this. Yeah. And, and, and women in society, we can't ask for help. It's like frown fine. <laughs> you know, we feel like we got to just do everything. So um, normalizing that it's okay that, you know, for somebody to take care of you and for you to be nurtured mm -hmm. all throughout your pregnancy after, you know, even before, like, it's just okay for women and mothers, men too, and fathers to get nurtured. Mm -hmm. You know, that's okay. That's normal. We have to normalize that. And I don't think anything's wrong with that. So I try to facilitate these conversations to normalize that and get them thinking about that. So when we do their birth plan, when we do their postpartum plan, 
these can be a part of it and it's not something that's weird or foreign or no i don't need anyone to come help me clean i'll just do it or my husband will just do it and i'm like no he might be tired too he may not want to get off work after working eight hours and come home and do all this stuff especially if you want him to help you he's tired y'all both tired like what how's that work mm -hmm. so putting it into different perspectives so people can just think about these things and then come up with their own plans and things like that yes oh that's so good um especially even around the men the nurturing and what i'm hearing is intentionally planning to bring this baby into just a different environment and i can speak to that because as people who may know me i had my oldest when i was i was pregnant at 15 and that was intentional a lot of people say you know a lot of people will say oh, i just got pregnant like no i was of the mind that oh this is what i want this is what i needed you know all the things i was going through and we planned that never did i ever obviously think that through right of like what that really meant and even had a, the um container to do that but whether it's then or 25 30 or whatever being able to sit down with someone like yourself that been there done that you have your own child and this is what you do on a daily basis like help women to think about well what do you think about this how will you want this to be instead of i'm hearing like being proactive instead of reactive like a lot of us are very reactive and we especially first-time moms like we don't have no kids and now we got this baby and we're 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 responsible for them and so all these things get cut out and we didn't know that and just how amazing would it be to like be able to show up and be like, oh, I talked with my doula about this. We had this conversation. Here's what I think. And by no means, you know, does everything always go to plan. But when you're intentional about it, you can kind of be ready for those times where you won't get sleep. And what does that look like? And what's plan B? And, you know, how can family and friends come over? That's a big one for me. Family and friends like to come over and just like bombard you those first few weeks. Everyone's excited. But can we put a sign up sheet online or through email and say, hey, when you come, can you bring this meal or hey Susie's coming tomorrow and she's gonna clean you know what I mean like how can we really just use the community and it's a two-way street because I'm helping you I feel so much better and then you get the rest you need to show up better so I really love that um and Alicia actually actually had a comment on that too she said and just normalizing that moms need care too not just babies often it seems like everyone focuses on the new baby and not the mom yes because that's so funny because I um oh I can ask you this because you can help me there's a person I know who just had a baby and I wanted to make a bag basket just for her so what are some items that while we're talking about this part of the conversation that may be helpful for anyone who's wanting to do that and they're wanting to you know what does mom need everybody's gonna bring all the stuff for baby what does mom mm -hmm. need yeah so if you know the mom personally think about the things that you know she enjoys that she likes um but ultimately I always tell people try to be thoughtful in this basket of things that you want to get her so think about like she might be tired so what kind of things can you give to her if she's tired um, maybe maybe things to help her sleep fully at nighttime so supplements like magnesium maybe she's lacking that you know that's something that's helpful tea is helpful make sure it is breastfeeding safe okay thank you <laughs> um so soothing so maybe she needs like a a handheld massage or something mm -hmm. just to be able to like rub out a knot in her back or maybe right. her partner can do that you know it doesn't have to be something crazy expensive um food always food is a thing you know nobody wants to cook we just had a baby i don't want to stand at the stove so send meals send gift cards for meals okay. um that type of thing offer to go over and help sometimes whether she has a doula or not you know the more hands the better um a lot of people i've been hearing a lot lately says um don't hold the baby hold the mom and mm. sometimes holding the mom means holding the baby because mm. i see a lot that people come over and mom is breastfeeding or whatever and she's holding her baby and nobody ever offers to hold the baby because they think like oh well, we don't want to make it all about the baby but a lot of clients have told me and i can see it on their faces they hold their babies all day yeah. long their arms hurt, they're tired. They wanna be able to put their baby down and just rest their arms or do other things. And they can't because as y'all know, newborns wanna be all up on their mamas. They wanna be, and the minute you put your baby down, they're crying, they wanna be back because they just want that comfort, right? So if there's another safe person in the house that can offer your baby comfort, you know, offer the baby, do that for her so that she can do whatever it is that she desires to do. Maybe she wanna take a long shower or bath 
I, I had a client that she just wanted to take a bath. Like she wanted to be able to wash her hair and do all the things without having to rush and do it in five minutes. Cause the baby was about to wake up and be crying. So sometimes holding the baby is holding the mom. We're not neglecting mom. If we do go over there and we hold the baby. Now, of course, if you are going to hold the baby, make sure you allow her to go do whatever she wants. Don't make her still sit there and entertain you. So I'm like, don't entertain me. If you want to go to sleep, if you want to take a long, nice shower bath, if you want to eat, one mom didn't want me to clean. She wanted to clean because that made her feel good about getting her own space together. And she's like, my baby has been attached to me all day. Could you please just hold her? I just need a break. And I'm like, okay, sure. She's like, you don't, I don't want you to do that other stuff. Like I would much rather do it. And plus people have a preference. Like right. I might not clean the way she wanted, she might clean. So she like, I appreciate it, but I like the way I clean. I respect that because I'm the same way. I respect that 100%. So I will hold this baby and keep them entertained as long as I can while you do all the things you want to do. And sometimes that is holding the mother too. So it's just all about listening to her, figuring out what she needs. So offering that time to spend with her and the baby, a lot of times, you know, we forget that they don't have anyone to talk to just about you know, because we feel so judged once we become mothers. Oh, I can't say that. Oh, I can't say that. I'm supposed to be happy about it. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be. No, I'm like, hey, how do you feel about your baby today? Do you like your mm -hmm. baby today? Do you like your child's mm -hmm. father today? they like, what? I'm like, sometimes you might not. And that's normal. <laughs> it's the hormones. It's whatever. It's this whole thing. It's okay, but we got to talk about it. They might just, they might not want to talk about baby stuff. They might want to say, I have talked about pregnancy and baby stuff for nine months. I want to talk about the shade room today. <laughs> Right. Okay, girl, let's okay. talk about the shade room today. You know, so it's just about getting to know that mom and asking her what she needs or just kind of being observant and paying attention. And, hey, I noticed the last time I was over here, you you know, you your feet were cold. I got you some socks, some fuzzy socks that were cute and comfy, anything like that. Yes, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Alicia also asks, how do moms learn about your services? Do you take any type of insurance or is this paid out of pocket? So currently, no, I do not take insurance. It is paid out of pocket. There is an initiative in Indiana currently where Medicaid is working together with doulas and birth workers to cover services. It's not something that is set in stone yet, but it is in the works. Mm -hmm. So hopefully in the near future, doulas will be able to take um, Medicaid. Um, and how do people learn more about my services? Currently, my Facebook page, which is Passionate Birthing. That's where you're going to find information. That's where you can contact me. Um, right now, websites and things like that, um, I took a pause on them just because I had some life circumstances happen and a lot of transitions happen in my life. So I had to put a pause on um, my services and all the things. But they, things will be coming back up and running here soon. So right now, Facebook is the best way to contact me or learn about my services and things yeah okay and i'll definitely y'all put it all in the links if y'all have questions while you're watching anything about doula work birthing motherhood anything that comes up definitely post it i'll ask her as we go a question i have that comes up often and i actually um struggle with too was i know insurances are changing and you mentioned the initiative um I think we have this conception too that we don't need doulas if we're going to be in the hospital. If we're, we know we're going to have our baby in the hospital. So talk about how a doula can support a mom and her spouse, partner, family while in the hospital when there's nurses there and you know that kind of experience and what you've seen in that in that role. Yeah, so that's a big one that comes up a lot, especially for dads that are not really familiar with this. They're like, "Well, we going to the hospital. What we need? What we need her for?" Right? And I'm going to always advocate for additional support uh you can have as much support as you need because you deserve that you're worthy of all the support while you're pregnant while you're giving birth and after yes. so in the hospital um what i've done with clients is first of all before we even get there where i'm educating them on hospital births um whatever hospital they're going to i'm encouraging them to ask questions at every appointment if you know we were just in a time of COVID, so some of these things people couldn't do, like go tour the birthing suite and things like that. Some hospitals did allow that in the past, and some of them are, are getting back to it. Um, but just asking those questions and just kind of preparing them for the setup and different things like that. So the hospital, you know, we may not have the option to turn off lights or dim lights. We may not have the option to bring in all of the fun, comfy things from home. You know, preparing them for those things is, a, is an important part of the conversation. 
but then also figuring out how we can make it comfortable for you while you're at the hospital. So if we find out, are we allowed to bring in like aromatherapy? Am I allowed to bring in my diffuser? Because if so, I'm gonna bring everything, baby. We gonna make this as comfortable as we can. I know that you can bring your own clothes and blankets and pillows if you want to. People do that. Just helping them learn that they can make the hospital experience as comfortable as they want to be. I don't judge people um, for wanting to give birth at a hospital. If that's where you feel safe, that's where you feel safe. I'm not here to change your mind about that. I'm just here to educate you on it and make you make help you feel comfortable while you're there. So then what is the role of the doula once we're there? And then there's nurses and things. Well, nurses can't do everything and the nurses cannot be in your room the entire time. They have other patients on the floor. You're not the only one. So they might be in for a minute to check on you, do their rounds, do, do their vital checks, but then they got to go to the next patient. So if you're going to be by yourself, it might be nice to have someone that can be in there consistently with you so you don't feel alone. And if questions do come up, you can ask someone or I can go get the nurse for you or, you know, whatever. Um, if, like I said, nurses are with other patients. So I can go get the apple juice. I can go to the nursing station and say, hey, can we get some more apple juice? I can go get the ice and all the things while your nurse is, is tending to her other patients. Um, that type of thing. I can ask them questions for you if you're asleep, if you're tired, or if you're feeling scared and they come in and they say, we need to do this, or we feel like this is going on and you're scared, I can just remind you, hey, just pause, take a deep breath. What do you want to do? Do you want to ask them more about this? Do you just want to go forward? Do you want to say no? You know, what is it? Just being that person that is not in the midst of being pregnant and having someone tell you all these things that's going on with you and your baby. I can be the one that's on the outside and be able to bring everyone back to their center and say, hey, let's just breathe for a second. Let's process what we just heard. And, you know, sometimes that's necessary because if not, then we're making impulsive decisions based off of fear and anything can happen. So, if you're having a hospital birth, yes, definitely get a doula. More hospitals are having doulas that work at the hospital, which is great too. Um, no matter where you get your doula from, interview multiple doulas so that you can decide who is the best fit for you before you just hire somebody. You might start working with them and realize, oh, this ain't, this is not it. So talk to multiple people and ask them, are they comfortable in the hospital? Some people are, are not comfortable in hospitals. Hospitals freak them out and, you know, because of their own past experiences or whatever. So you want to know those type of things. But hospital birth does not mean you don't deserve a doula or you shouldn't have one. I would say you definitely want to have one just so you can have that. And then if your doula has a great relationship with your nurse team, then everybody's working together for you. Even when uh, <coughs> mothers are having having um, C-sections, because that's also something too. And I, I had a client who ended up having a C-section in the hospital. So when the nurses needed to turn her over, right, it was one nurse because, again, some hospitals are short-staffed. They got other patients. So she couldn't turn my client by herself. She was going to try because that's her job. But I said, hey, I will help you because, one, this helps my client be more comfortable mm -hmm. versus you trying to maneuver her all by yourself when me and you can do it in one single motion and that's it. And she was very thankful and like, oh my gosh, like you did not have to do that. And I'm like, I'm here for my client. So whatever's going to help her, I'm ready to do it, you know? And then mm -hmm. dad, dad is there. And I encourage, you know, dad to be right there when they're coming in talking to mom, because a lot of times the doctors and nurses will just talk to the pregnant person. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, dad, 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 come on. They're talking. They're telling you information. Like, come over here making sure to remind him, like, you deserve to be right here, too. They're talking to the both of you, not just mom, because she's the one having a baby. You come up here, too. And I'm like, Dad, you you, you said you had some questions now. Come on, let's ask them why they ain't here. So just being that person mm -hmm. to remember, to remind them, don't forget anything. You know, let's, let's get it all out. Y'all both included in this and just giving them that encouragement and reassurance that they, everybody here is a team. I think that that's important. And being alone sometimes you don't have all of that you know you're hopeful that they will honor your birth plan you're hopeful that they will do all these things but they're human okay we all make mistakes yes and you want to make sure you have as much support as you can just so that your voice can be heard oh my god this is so good like listen <laughs> so much to unpack here because i've had four hospital births and i'll tell you each one 
were several instances where having a doula with me would have been so beneficial. Some things that come up when you talk about nurses, I'm a nurse, I've never done maternity, but I have friends who have, who, who are in maternity. And regardless of what space you're in, you're right. One, it's a job, right? A job with tasks, a job with charting, a job with a lot of bullshit that you got to do that really has nothing to do with the patient, but everything to do with it being a job. And they have other patients. They have other patients they have to go see. Let's not even mention, hopefully you get a nurse that's very much in alignment with what she's doing to where if you don't necessarily need something, she's not sitting out just, you know, it's other things we could be doing in our downtime, right? So I imagine that having a doula there one that's educated and knows what's going on is so powerful, even if you have a partner or a family member or something, because they are so enthralled and like connected to you. Having someone on the outside, been there, done that, this is what I do. I'm fully here to support you. I can see so many ways that could be beneficial. And for me, um, some examples would be when you're laboring, you don't just go and labor and have this baby. Like you have hours. For me, it was days sometimes, mm -hmm. especially if you're getting induced, right? Mm -hmm. To labor. And those nurses are not sitting in there with you. They, they have other patients. Some of them may not want to do that. They're here. Like everybody's crowded around when baby's coming. But up until that point, like you're stuck with your own thoughts, your family who may or may not know what the hell is going on. They, and let's not even talk about how family members mean well, spouses, partners mean well, but are they really supporting you? Like, is what they're doing? I remember um, when I had my first child, my partner then, like, he just would continue wiping my face with his towel. Like, I don't want, like, what is happening, right? But I didn't have the words to, like, say that. And I think my husband, at one point, I think one of ours, he was, are you okay? You can't, like, do, like, sit over there, you know what I mean? And, like, having a doula there, he'd be like, dad, you know, she's okay. How about we do this? How about we do this? Because... I'm telling you, especially, I could just speak for my husband, clueless, not knowing what the hell is going on, like willing, ready and willing and excited, but they're full with their own emotions. They're scared. They're like, what's happening? What am I to expect? So to have an expert there that has been there, done that, and like you said, you're on the outside, you're able to see like everything going on. So you could pick up when partner or family member is bothering mom, making it worse when, hey, maybe this position might work better for you. Hey, dad, maybe you can massage her here. Maybe you could do this. Like nurses don't got the time. They're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Like you were birthing that baby. You're going through the labor along with whoever you're in there with. So that's one thing I thought about. Another thing I came up with, I was thinking while you were talking was a reminder of the plan. Like my husband and I went in knowing this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Um, for example, with uh, I didn't want them to come in and, and just take the baby. Like, I want baby on me, right? I didn't want vaccines to be given or stuff to be put in eyes. I, I want baby on me. Like, I don't, y'all go through y'all, let's clean and all that because they have a process and procedure because it is a job. I didn't want that. Well, in the moment of me birthing that child, he's sowing his emotions and he's and not, he can't remember that. Out the window. It all went out the window i mean i had the birthing plan all the thing he's not he's just like what is happening he's so into the moment and so i can see how a doula would be so powerful there whereas like for me i was able to advocate for myself and remind but if i didn't have to worry about that i could just be with my baby that part if you don't want to have to worry about that when you're in the midst of feeling pain or you're tired and this baby's trying to come out of you you don't want to have to be like okay but wait i said i didn't want yeah. this okay but wait you want someone else to take that on right. like it's just you don't want to have to think about it and then a lot of times you say you want all the things you don't want all the things and then they go out the window because you're in the you're in the moment yeah. and your spouse is worried about you they're worried about the baby they're seeing you in all this pain they want to help but they, they feel helpless i don't know what to do and mm -hmm. then they're like okay is the baby okay they didn't forgot that you said you didn't want your cord cut that you didn't want this and all that that happened and now it's like oh 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 yeah so having yes. someone else there as soon as baby comes out i'm like don't cut that cord mm -hmm. Remember the plan. See? You know, as soon mm -hmm. as they put mom said, put back, you know, as soon like I can be saying all these things as soon as it's happening because I recognize and I see mom and dad are in the moment. He ain't looked mm -hmm. up at me once. He ain't looked at the doctor. He's so worried about her. And are you okay? Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm, are you okay? Like, what can I do? And mom is just like, Ugh. like, what just is back up or, yeah. you know, or a lot of times I'll see mom doing certain nonverbal things. Like, she's covering her eyes. And I'm like, can we turn those lights down? And then they're like, oh yeah, sure. And as soon as we do that, mom's like, oh, thank she, you. You know, little things like that. Or 
nurses is like trying to cover mom with all these blankets and things and mom is like hot and she's pulling and I'm like I think she's hot can we like back up give her some space and she's like yes thank you so mm -hmm. just being able to pay attention to those little things and speak up when you see them but like you said the nurses are not there for that they're not paying attention to that that's not their job they're there to make sure that this baby is born safely and if there needs to be any interventions they have to be ready to to go and do the interventions if needed so they are not thinking about all this other little shit they just yes. you know um so it is very beneficial to have a doula there you know yeah. and things at the hospital can feel very chaotic because you got machines beeping you got all these lights on you got 50 million people coming in and out that room because everybody has a job to check on you to make sure that things are running smoothly mm -hmm. they need to have them bring down the incubator whatever it is the people is coming in and out in and out so it's chaotic yes. and it would be helpful to have someone else there that can help manage yeah. those things yeah. so and, and completely unattached to you know dad is so in his feelings or partner mom whoever um another thing i was thinking about is like in emergent situations or when things switch up how many times i'm in the nursing field so a lot of what they say would say to me like i understood for the most part but they come in talking to you using these terms you don't know what the hell they talk about like okay yeah and you can you know do this like hey just want to make sure you understand mm -hmm. This is what they're saying. Do you need help? Or, you know, the doctor say something and they gone in two seconds. And so yes, it's like, hey, yes. did you understand that? Do you know, this is what I've noticed in my experience. You can like just being able to give that, have that, that container to be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Jay? Like, I didn't imagine this happening. What should I do? Mm -hmm. What have you seen in your experience? You know, and just reminding, or even like when the pain is unbearable, like that is one blessing my mom was for me. When I had my first child, she was there for, um, and my second child of like, helping me to push through what i said i wanted beyond the pain that i felt like mm -hmm. in the moment you some people who decide i want natural birth i don't want this then the third great whatever and if you're the opposite that's fine too but when you walk in there and you want that when that that pain hits you like baby like you don't, <laughs> care about you don't care about nothing you wanted to stop and i try to prepare people for that i'm like i had i did have a natural birth at the hospital um and my nurse i loved her i was so devastated when i found out she retired and i was like no where is she um but she was like this is what you want okay i said don't offer me the pain meds don't even bring it up mm -hmm. and she was like all right this is what we're doing she she found me some essential oils and she was just you know she would check in and she's like do you want to try something else she never was like are you sure girl you, you okay. sure you don't want she never did that to me it was mm -hmm. like mom do you want to do this do you want to try a different position have you have you tried this like she was so that helped me too now in my journey as a doula to be like if this is what they want i'm going to honor that and we'll talk about it and i let mom know beforehand like something i do with clients i'm like let's come up with the cold word so that I know that if you say that word, that means under no circumstances do you want to hear anything else. You want drugs, and I will honor that. Mm -hmm. So if she's like, oh, I can't take it. I don't want this. It hurts. I know she's just getting her feelings out. She mm -hmm. just processing that pain. That doesn't mean I'm going to say, all right, come on with the drugs, because that's not what she wants. Yeah. But if she tells me, she looks at me, or she at any point yells out that cold word, I know that she has reached her max, and she can't do it, mm -hmm. and this is it. And, I'm, and now it's okay for me to say, all right, she's telling us that she wants the epidural or the pain relief, so let's go ahead and do that. But yeah. before then, I know that she's just trying to work through it. So that's something else I talk about with clients too. Have a code word, whether it's with me or whether it's with your spouse, like have a code word so that we know, hey, this is it. Give me, give me what I need. Before then, we're going to keep honoring what you originally had yeah. said. So yeah. that way nobody feels like, I was telling y'all, y'all didn't listen. I didn't want that. Or nobody feels like all I was trying to do was just express that it hurt. I didn't want y'all to tell them to come bring me this stuff. And now I feel pressured to get it. And I really don't want it. Like, so we can miss all that. Yeah. I'm like, let's determine a code word. When you feel like you've reached your breaking point, you yell that out. And we know that's it. That's the telltale sign. We're done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I love that too. And I want to honor the nurse that you brought up because um, I think that's beautiful. I think there are nurses in every field that are so passionate. They show up that way. But what I'm hearing too of having a doula is you're not banking on that. I'm not banking on going to the hospital. Two or three of my births, I was there multiple days, two and three days. So I'm hoping that the two nurses a day so we're talking six plus nurses are gonna be like that mm -hmm. like you don't want to step into that environment like hoping that that's what you get mm -hmm. yes. so i love that i was gonna ask you about um i wrote down a question 
So we talked about the hospital. We talked about um, your work as a doula. I'm really wondering, like, how has your doula work helped you and or um, it's a better way to say that. How has it transformed, like, how you are showing up as a mother and, like, the, the generational cycles that you're breaking in the career choice that you've chosen? Mm -hmm. So I've been in the social services field for 10 years now. Um, um, being in social work positions and just being in roles to be nurturing and be caring. Mm -hmm. That's something that brings me joy is to spread love and spread joy and positive energy and, and all the things. Um, so something that I do at work, I have these uh, positive affirmation cards. And if you know me and if I've ever given you one, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, I just randomly at work will just be like, y'all pick a card and they get to keep it. They don't have to give it back to me. It's theirs. A lot of my uh, coworkers have been like, I still have my card. You gave me, I put it up. And I'm I like, that. I love that. You know, um, and it has nothing to do with me, right? It's just the fact that they feel better. That's it. That's all I want. So I work at a preschool now. And before school started um, this past Monday, so on Friday, we had a teen powwow, whatever. And I was like, hey, y'all. We getting ready for the school year to start. We know when these kids get here, things gonna be crazy and chaotic. And I'm like, everybody gets a car, and I, I I try to get new cards like every time, so it's always something different. And these cards in particular had like a, a positive quote on the front, and then on the back it had some questions that would cause them to think a little bit. So I really liked that, and they were all like, oh, you know, so they share and different things like that. Um, and then as far as being a mother, I really try to incorporate everything that I have learned and that I do with other people in my motherhood journey. Mm -hmm. Now, by no means am I perfect <laughs> because the generational trauma will still seep in and it will still come up and I find myself yelling and doing things I said I wouldn't do, right? Yeah. But I can recalibrate and I've learned, you know, skills to cope and deal with my traumas that's coming out, apologize to my daughter and we move forward, you know, mm -hmm. and I just try to bring that nurturing and care full force in it for her because that's something I lacked. So I want to make sure that she's getting that and I expose her to everything I do. So she has her own uh, deck of cards that are for kids, yeah. positive um, for kids. And she we pick a card and she picks it out randomly out the deck. We'll post it on our wall. So I pick mine. She picks hers. So these are things I do at home as well with her. And we talk about it. I'll read the card to her so she knows what it says. And we'll post it. Sometimes she picks like three or four cards. <laughs> and I, I honor her and I hang them all up. Um, so I just try to make sure that I'm, I'm going to be me authentically in every area of my life. So if I do this with my doula clients, I'm going to do it at work. I'm going to do it at home. You know, I'm going to do it yeah. with friends randomly out. I've been out with friends passing out cards to strangers. Like, oh, you know, it. so it's just something I do. That's just who I am. I love to just spread that positive energy and let help, help other people feel good because I have had some dark days and I know what it feels like to just have somebody come by and drop a little gem and you didn't even know you needed that. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh man, I just, I really needed that. Um, sometimes people just need a hug, right? And you, they don't think somebody gonna give them a hug. Mm -hmm. And you might just say, hey, you need a hug? And they like, man, I've been waiting for that. You just never know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I love to to do that. So my, my doula journey, my motherhood journey, it has all been me really living how I've always wanted to live ever since I was a kid. I've had tough childhood experiences and I always would just wonder why, you know, I'm a psychology major because I have to know why about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, there has to be a way, there has to be a way to do something different, you know? And I was always that kid. I wanted everybody to be happy and feel good. Um, and of course, because that probably is something that I needed to make me feel safe. Mm -hmm. And it just ended up being a part of me. That's just what I do. Now I do it because I love it. You know, mm -hmm. when I had to go back to work, I decided to go back to a job that I used to do years ago because it brought me joy to be around the kids, to help the families. It brings me joy to do what I do. So, yeah. You can bring that in everything that you do. You yes. mentioned 
Thank you for sharing that too, actually, before I go to my next question, because I think oftentimes, um, especially when we are thinkers and we have goals and we know like where we are now may not be where we're going to be like, this is not the end. We can get so caught up on the future and that end result that we forget that the being is right now. And like, whatever that's gonna be later is all encompassed on the small steps we take now. How do we show up now? I wanna be you know, a better mother and more nurturing. Well, how are you doing it now? We kind of get caught up on the future. Like, I can't wait till I'm that way. And it only happens by way of the small steps that we take in whatever avenue we're talking about. So I kind of pick up on that and what you're saying, like, I'm just being me authentically, through and through, whether it's my job, with my child, with my patients. And I feel like that, that authenticity is what really brings people closer. I feel like it's really what gives people permission to tap into their own, you know, uniqueness. And the more we are just who we are, regardless, is not to say that people are going to like that or not like that. To me, it's like the easier and the more powerful we are at attracting people because they see our light because we are walking in that. Like yeah. we're being that person, not who we think, you know, we have to be in order to be liked. So thank you for that. When you mention like your trauma, things you've gone through, your tough childhood and things you maybe even gone through in adulthood, what comes to mind when I ask you? like the beauty and the struggle, like what did you get from that? Or what have you experienced or what have you taken from and moved forward with? Who are you today, I guess, um, because of that, by way of if that didn't happen, you probably wouldn't be this person or experience this or give this to the world. So something I say is that I'm grateful for every experience that I've ever had up until this moment mm -hmm. in time whether it was good, whether it was bad, because it has helped shape me into who I am. So the tough experiences I had, going through it in the moment doesn't feel good, right? You don't know if it's going to end. You don't know how you're going to come out of it. But then when you finally do, you look back and you're like, man, I actually made it out of that. You know, that shows you your own strength, your own power. Um, and if you could conquer that, then you can conquer anything. Yes. Um, you can conquer your goals, you can conquer your fears, you know, so my experiences didn't feel good, but I'm grateful for them because I learned something more about myself every time I learned about the things that I needed to work on and to heal. And I learned how my traumas were showing up in my life and showing up in my relationships. And I got to decide, I'm either going to do something about this, or I'm just going to keep acting like I don't know what's impacting me mm -hmm. and so going through these experiences i'm learning like man i'm struggling with friendships because growing up i always had to be a caregiver you know in mm -hmm. a, a, a parent role and i didn't really learn how to be a good friend so i've not been a good friend to some people throughout my life yeah. sitting with those things taking accountability you know and just being like damn okay but now what do i do with that you deal with that. You go in, you do the inner work and you see where you, you messed up and you just be diligent and intentional about not doing that again mm. and not even not doing it again, but bringing in new habits and skills that are healthier so that you don't do it again. Because if we don't put something in that place, unconsciously, we'll just do it yeah. again. And we'll just keep saying, I don't know why this keeps happening. I don't know why I can't keep people. I don't know why I can't keep a spouse or whatever is because you haven't replaced those bad habits with something better. Mm -hmm. So my experiences have taught me how to do the inner work, ask myself those hard questions, ask myself, you know, what is it that I really want? You know, instead of just trying to fake the funk or, you know, keep it at the surface. It's like, oh, I want a, I want a partner that's gonna, you know, be here for me. Okay, but what does that mean? And what does that look like? Yeah. You know, because it looks like it looks different for everybody. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, what does that mean? You know, or if you find your like, for me, I found myself continuously being connected to people that, you know, couldn't offer me anything other than physical things, right. And I'm like, why does this, you know, I don't like this, I don't want this. And I had to do the, the deep digging and find out like, I'm not really happy with myself in certain areas i'm not happy with you know my physical appearances or i'm not happy with these other things and so i'm just only focused on that that i'm ignoring all the other good things about myself mm -hmm.
So how can mm-hmm. I attract anybody that's going to like those good things about myself if I don't even like them, if I'm mm-hmm. not paying attention to them? I'm only focused on this, you know? So having that hard conversation and dealing with that, healing that, that's, that's what I get out of my experiences. And it will help me that the next time something else comes up, I know what to do. I know how yeah. to handle it. Yeah. I know how to care, care for myself in the midst of it. Mm. I'm hearing too, being that what you want, you know, like you said, like, who am I being? Am I being the person that attracts that? If I want a kind friend, am I being that kind friend? Um, and the other thread I'm hearing in what you're saying is this grace, it seems you have for yourself in your growth. You mentioned a few times, like even in parenting, I do the wrong thing. Hey, I'm sorry. I apologize. You learn from that. You mentioned like even in growth of your inner work too, just in general, what are the skills I need to have in order to, you know, show up better? But I didn't hear anything like, oh, you should have known better. You should do better. And I find that to be something that happens with most people, which then just furthers the cycle of us like beating ourselves up and things like that. But it sounds like you've connected like, oh, this is happening because I experienced as a child. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And how do I want to show up? Who did I offend? And how can I be better? So I really love that. That takes you for intentionality. Um, it's not easy to do that. And it sounds easy, you know, when I say it out loud, but it was definitely not easy. And it's not, you know, being able to sit with yourself and ask yourself those questions takes time and it takes digging. And some people don't have all that time. They, they going through the hustle and bustle of life. And honestly, it hurts. And people don't want to just willingly feel pain, right? You don't want to willingly relive those tough memories. Um, so that's why I said you have to be intentional. Um, so when I'm asking myself, well, I used to say things like, you should have known better. Why would you, you know, even accept that or agree to that? Why would you even go over there? And then I had to be like, well, how would I have known better? Yeah. Who taught me? Who taught me not to do that? You know, where did I get that from? Yeah. And just peeling back the layers and going back. And that's how you learn to give yourself grace because when you can get to the root and it's like, damn, I learned this in childhood. My mama used to always do this. And I just, at some point started telling myself that this is just how it is. And this is what it's supposed to be. Yes. But as you get older, you go through life, you forget that. Yes. And now it, you have unconsciously yeah created this habit that you just think is normal and it takes time and patience with yourself and being intentional and wanting to learn and dig deep and want like i love to learn more about myself Mm. so i'll be asking the questions and just digging and digging and trying to figure it out that's why i ended up in psychology because i want to know why (laughs) yeah and i can tie that to your motherhood too because you create an energy for yourself will make it easier you know as your baby gets older and goes to the woes of you know tweenhood teenage and all that you can you've already kind of solidified that and like i get curious about me like it's gonna be natural for you to be curious about her and her behaviors and what's happening here and hey let's have a conversation like starting it so early and no matter what age you know your child is but as soon as you start that and really start looking within it makes it so easy for us to have grace for our children because we see ourselves like man i remember when i was that young i didn't know nothing you know or whatever so i definitely think that that can show up in your motherhood as well i bet it does yeah so before we wrap up i would love to know um what about motherhood all the things that we experience what we do the you know the good and bad would you never give up no matter what honestly i wouldn't give up any of it Mm any of it um the hard days the sad days the days where you feel like you're a failure you know people would say i give up those days right i would give up any of it because it's all a part of the journey it's all there to teach us to be better it's all there to teach us to you know grow my child came into the this world to teach me patience so a lot of the lessons i'm learning with her is to be patient she literally will tell me mommy i'm just a child like i'm just five years old <laughs> i can't do it like you i can't move that fast and i'm like you're right i'm sorry mm-hmm. you know um i wouldn't change any of it because it's all teaching me to be better better for her better for my next child if i have any more you know it's just yeah. teaching me to be better so even those days where i'm crying because i feel like i failed or those days where i feel bad because I can't play with her because I have a deadline to meet and I'm trying to get homework done or whatever. It's okay. And I I will take that too, because that's teaching me, Mm -hmm. Hey, let me, let me create some 
better time management so that I can get things done mm-hmm. and I can be more present with my child, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just, oh, what was me? Or, you know, um, taking that, that accountability. Yes. I love that. And so you have your, um, you're taking clients currently, right? No, not currently. I just finished up with one client. So I'm pausing on that so that I can get things kind of reorganized and up back smoothly. Okay. So they can find you in your passionate birthing when to find out, you know, where Mm -hmm. you will be taking Yep. To follow that. So some things I do have coming up though is, um, my placenta encapsulation course um will become virtual here soon um congratulations thank you i saw you writing about that it's amazing yes i'm switching platforms so my training course which is you know still live i just have i'm going to be moving it to a different platform Mm -hmm. um so the course and the um training course will will be back up and it'll just be on a different platform so that's coming back out for people um there'll be some newer different options for training different um, packages that people can choose from how they want to go about it and be completely self-paced or I can be involved a little bit or I can be involved fully. So just some different options for people, different payment mm-hmm. options and things like that. Um, but yeah, so just a couple of things I'm working on. Um, I'm in grad school currently um, for my master's in psychology nice. with a focus also on positive or positive psychology with the, with the focus on life coaching. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah, so my desire and what I love to do is just teach and coach and be there for people. And, and, and you know, I don't want to be the only one with the sauce. I want everybody to have yeah. it. <laughs> you know? That's so right. We got to share. We got to spread the love. So that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, y'all, thanks for tapping in. Um, I'm going to put your Facebook link in the comments. Definitely feel free to go back through if you see any questions and respond to those. Um, I'll tag, make sure you're tagged in the comments so you see them. Thank you so much for taking this time to be here with me for, you know, spreading light and, and educating us on this really beautiful, um, empowering piece of motherhood that I feel like is not talked about as much as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thank you for taking the time out for spending time with us today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, I do want to leave people with um, something I like to tell anybody that comes to me, do your own research. Don't take anything I say and mm-hmm. take it as gold you know i'm i'm human i'm one person and these are all based off of my own personal experiences so do your own research seek out other people in this role there are amazing doulas and birth workers here in the city in the community mm-hmm. some of them i've learned so much from um i remember ryan uh ryan karim used to host these uh, doula meetings and i was going to them before i was even a doula mm-hmm. i learned so much i learned about the type of training i should take should not take all the things. Ambriel um, taught me a lot as well about breastfeeding. And I've learned so much. I've connected with beautiful people. Geneva is like my best friend. She's another great doula. Um, Courtney, Leah, so many people um, out there that y'all can learn from and connect with and, you know, get their services as well. Like I see us all as one big community, one big village, one big family. So I may not offer exactly what you need but we gonna find somebody in this community that will so yeah i'm so glad you brought that up because one thing i wrote down was like well first of all can you in your time tag everybody that that you know if someone's like dang she doesn't offer a doula i want one or oh she talked about breastfeeding i know embryo tag whoever can help in this space so that people can just put in the comments you know Mm -hmm. if you're in the maternity space period because i love that it being a village and i do know many of y'all y'all all all, like i said from the beginning y'all do so much in different avenues Mm -hmm. um even with different energies that's so needed but what are maybe three two or three things that someone i wrote this down didn't ask you that someone should be looking for or should be a red flag when they are like looking to hire a doula and interviewing i would say um if your doula is not flexible you know not willing to accommodate your needs then you might not want to go with them um if it's only about them and what they can do and what they can't do then it might not be for you that might be for some people but you know you want to make sure that the person that you're going to hire is going to be flexible they're going to honor what you want. They're going to, they're going to ask, they're asking you questions. They're, they're intentional about getting to know you and your needs, your comforts, likes and dislikes, as well as your partner, if you have a partner in the picture. So I would say that, um, red flags immediately is someone that doesn't really seem interested in taking the time to bond with you. That's, that's Mm -hmm. the biggest red flag for me because you have to be comfortable 
in order to feel safe with someone to allow them in your birthing space. So, you know, you wouldn't want a complete stranger watching you while you're trying to do any type of personal business. So if they're intentional about spending time with you, getting to know you, then that's, that's a great sign. Um, mm, I would say yeah. start there. Thank you. And you, do you still train doulas? I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Dang, you didn't even plug us with that. So if y'all yeah, no, are interested. Training that's going to, it's just going to a different platform. Oh, I but see. Yeah. So yeah, you have two things encapsulated. Yeah. Pl placenta. Yes. And then. So the, the placenta encapsulation will now be included in the doula training, oh, but it okay. can also be taken by itself for those that are already doulas. They don't necessarily need training on being a doula. They just want the placenta encapsulation piece that can be taken by itself. Certificates um, are offered for that as well. Um, same with the doula training. So that's the newest thing for the doula training is that the placenta encapsulation will now be included in the doula training. So then you can get dual certified one for placenta encapsulation and one for being a, a doula, full spectrum doula. Okay. Thank you. So, so to clarify, you're not taking patient uh, clients currently, but you are training folks and you're switching platforms. It'll be some additional training that's offered, different pricing packages there. And I know you mentioned in the beginning, but you sell products and your products are, is ama are amazing. I don't know if you still make that oil for Thank the hair. You. So good. Um, so, I, good. so I definitely have cut back on some products because I started out, if you remember, at my table, I had so many things. And you did. that's a lot to commit yeah. to. So I honed it down to like my favorite things that I really like to like. So I will still have the all-natural vegan ointment mm -hmm. um which is like a neosporin but veganized yes <laughs> i will still have the whipped body butters um and then i will still have the yoni tea and various herbs um i do herbs for my clients so i have a pregnancy tea a yoni tea that type of thing which those things can still be customized now the other things if you were kind of buying my products from way back when and you remember me having all the things I'm not opposed to making that for somebody that will reach out to me, but it just it won't be something that you'll find on the website. But if you if you're in need of something, people can always message me and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for something like this. Would you be able to do that? And if I can, I would be happy to do it for you. If I can't, trust me, I know somebody that that makes something. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, girl. Go ahead and tag everybody that you can think of that, you know, anyone listening that's very interested could benefit from knowing or, you know, getting mm -hmm. services from. And then I'll make sure your page is tagged and go from there. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, it was lovely talking to yes. you and seeing Cam for a second. <laughs> um, we have to get together soon. Yeah, we will. Yeah. All right, girl. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, you too. Right, bye, y'all. Bye bye. <laughs> That wraps up this week. I hope you found value. Please share with a mom friend, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps this podcast to get into the minds of those who need it most. I would love to hear what you think about the episode. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Who Achieve. Looking forward to chatting with you next week. Take care.